Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this evening by a great dude. Um, he's a founder of the Locals Gallery. Uh, he's also a co-founder of Black Space. Um, I'm excited to talk to him uh, about uh, his passions and why he does what he does. He's also a house plant enthusiast, uh, as you can see. Uh, <laughs> beautiful home. Um, thank you very much, Darius. For joining me tonight yeah appreciate it appreciate it um pleasure to be here man i love just to talk and be able to express myself and um hopefully inspire people you know just to be better and you know work on themselves absolutely uh i'm glad you could be here to talk about that because that's a uh core value here on mr nice guy um and uh, yeah i'm excited to get into that to start yeah. uh how are you how's your day today um i'm good man i'm uh i can't complain everything has been looking good from business to person to relationship everything you know it's been uh you know years of trial and error not saying that i'm where i need to be but I'm where you know i'm at right now so overall i'm good you know i'm content where i'm at so no complaints out of me man <laughs> that's great that's wonderful uh it's blessed definitely. yeah hell yeah hell yeah 100 percent. yeah um, I know you, uh, you're recently uh, recovering from COVID. Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, I feel fine, man. I just, just one day, one day of, uh, you know, I felt sick one day and I just thought, you know, it's the winter time, you know, so I just thought it was like, a, you know, a little bug, but I'm fine. My family's fine. My daughter's fine. My mother's fine. And that's what matters to me. So uh, everyone around me is good. <laughs> it didn't hit anybody hard. And, um, you know, I'm happy to say I haven't lost any family to COVID. So I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad I was able to beat it. Um, if this would have happened earlier in the year, oh, I'd have been freaking the hell out. Like this was last year when COVID first hit, but I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm healthy. I beat it and I go back to work Monday. So <laughs> I'm good. Sure, sure. Good. I'm, I'm very happy uh, that, uh, that you ended up okay, uh, that you've uh, healed, um, recovered. Yeah. Uh, I, I get what you mean, though. Like, I think that there's like, I mean, it's obviously still really scary, but, you know, there's just it was far more impending doom when like before the vaccine was still widely distributed. Yeah. Um, like, you know, when we there was still so much we didn't know about the virus, like that's when it's like, holy shit, you know, like this is. This is pretty terrifying. I just got my first dose uh, yes, this morning, uh, bright and early, and arm still hurts a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm grateful uh, that I was able to get it. I got like eligible from uh, doing I there's one event at my work then mm. next month, and uh, I'm a wedding server. Yeah, so it's like that one event, uh, you know made it so like hey i qualify you know so yeah, it worked it worked it, it worked out for you you know and just like you said like with covid at the beginning so my mother's uh my mother she's a respiratory therapist mm -hmm. um she's a respiratory therapist so i hear about you know all the stories she works at saint joseph's so she tells me everything she tells me when the er is full when the er isn't full how people are handling it so you know i heard all the stories basically yeah, it's it's tragic. It's heartbreaking, man. Um, you know, it's still it's far from over. And I know that oh, yeah. people are are getting excited, you know, and 
I understand, you know, it's hard to, you know, curb that excitement, but we still have to be responsible and follow protocols, you know, for a while. Um, so yeah, are, are you uh, getting the vaccine or? Um, you know what, at first I was against it, not because of anything. It was just more so like trial and stuff like that. I just wanted to be out a little bit longer for them to run some more tests, but just to see like, it hits so home, <laughs> it hits so home that, you know, I want to be able to protect not just myself, but my daughter, my mother, my mother take care of our grandma. So I want to do everything that I can do to protect myself and the people around me. So hundred percent, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's different when you can be on the outside looking in and be like, ah, no, all these different things. But once it hits you, it's like, oh shit, like this is real. So like, yeah. let me do what I need to do to protect not just myself, but the people around me. Mm -hmm. Totally understandable. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Like, the allergic reactions are no joke. <laughs> right, right. So, no, I, I totally understand that that apprehension. But, um, yeah, man, uh, so what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talked love and fear, passion and creativity. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, Darius, I've been familiar with you for, for some time now. Um, especially in this last year, you know, I've just seen a lot of your uh, um, activism and uh, just what you've been doing in the community. I've, uh, I saw you uh, got to uh, get that interview with Carson Daly, talk about yeah. black space. That's really yeah. cool. Um, so, you know, things are, things are definitely happening and uh, a sense of community to people that need it right now. Um, yeah. And we're, we're going to talk about everything that uh, uh, is going on now uh, in, a, in a little bit. Uh, okay. But first, where we usually start. So, uh, Darius, are you born and raised in Milwaukee? Uh, not born, but I was raised in Milwaukee. I was born in Bridgetown, Barbados. And then I came here after I lived in Alabama and I've been living here majority of my life. So I would normally say I was born and raised here just because Milwaukee is my home, even though I have other homes outside of just the parameter of the States, but Milwaukee is where I'm from. Milwaukee is where all of my lingo is at. Milwaukee is where I find comfort. Milwaukee is Milwaukee, Milwaukee the north side of Milwaukee is where I grew up at um, off 35th and Silver Spring. Uh, so I am a north side baby. Um, so for me, yeah, Milwaukee's home. Oh, awesome. Uh, where are you uh, staying now? East side. I just moved off of, uh, off of Brady. It's, it's an experience. I would definitely say that. Um, I used to live in River West. Um, River West is cool. And the crazy part about it now that I moved to, uh, to um, off of Brady, man, it's, it's a little different. And I, I got to get used to it. Uh, different type of people. River West people are super friendly. Everybody, you know, don't want to be that person that's like, oh, it's a black guy walking down the street. Yeah. So now I'm dealing with like people walking towards me and crossing the street people being scared and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I live by like one of the worst Walgreens ever. The one that's on Brady. So that's I've like heard, a, I, I've heard a like lot a, of like horror stories about that Walgreens. Listen, my first week of living here, listen, listen literally first week of living over here, man, I, I was like, man, I really want an ice cream bar. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, man, fuck, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Walgreens. So I walk down there, I'm waiting in line. Somebody robbed the place. And I'm just sitting there with my ice cream like, and I just bag up slowly. He's at the register, jamming it open, pushing the dude out of the way, trying to get it open. I just walk around the corner. I'm like, oh. Then I told one of the people working there, I'm like, hey, y'all know y'all getting robbed, right? 
and he peeked around the corner and said, oh, I don't get paid enough for that. <laughs> Fuck, bro. Damn. That's my first, like, you know, my first time going to that Walgreens at night. And I tell my girlfriend, like, hey, don't ever <laughs> go to that Walgreens at night. You know, it's just like, a, it's a portal. It's feel like it's like, man, um, like limbo. It feel like it's limbo. Like where souls go just to go. <laughs> like they're stuck right. there. I don't know. That's the, one of the weirdest Walgreens. But overall, I'm enjoying um, living over here. I'm enjoying living in a bigger house, backyard, all these different things, sure. you know, that brought me to where I need to be. Um, it's enjoyable. I enjoy it. Growing up on the north side, a lot of the stuff that I'm experiencing down here, I didn't grow up around, you know, a lot of different things. So it's it's, it's a blessing, man, that I'm able to live in this area with my daughter and we able to walk places I'm right off the lake. We can walk yeah. to the lake if you want to. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing for her. So I'm happy. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy where I'm at. Oh, good, good. That's great. Yeah, you're, you're central to a lot of, uh, you know, really uh, great uh, bites to eat. Uh, a lot of great food over there. Um, yeah, you're in proximity to a lot of scenic spots too. I mean, that's kind of the, the joy of the East side. I lived on the East side for five years and, uh, yeah. you know, um, walk around Lake park. It's just a stone's throw away. You yeah. can also, um, uh, you know, there's Oak leaf trail, beautiful. Of course. Uh, I I'm in river West now. Uh, I've been in river West for about two years and, uh, yeah, uh, you know the way your uh, the way your kitchen looks is how a lot of uh, River West uh, spots look. Uh, yeah. Inside, uh, I know that um, you know uh, horticulture is a pretty big thing around here, which is super dope. I honestly have been thinking about getting into plants myself, just to have something sure. to take care of. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll 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 get to that more when we talk about black space. You should definitely get into plants, though. I would sure. definitely say. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too far from you, actually. I'm like right over the bridge. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You're not far at all. Yeah. But pick and save. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it's a bit of a different uh, social climate, like between River West and Brady. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the type of people is just different. Brady is more so like super tight. I would definitely like the guy to stick up their ass. And it's a lot of bros too. Yeah, listen, that's the listen. My homie was visiting me. He, you know, he, he dude from the north side carry gun on him. It was some bros walking down the street. And he was like, "Hey, bro, I gotta get up out of here. Like, I don't like this, you know." And I had to respect it. And River West is more so like, "Hey, fuck the patriarchy. Let's do it." That type of stuff. And over here, it's like, "Yeah, yeah, bro, let's get some fucking uh, white claws, bro." Yeah. <laughs> Barstool sports. Yeah. <laughs> So, a hundred percent. That's that's what it's like. So, hey, but you know, to each his own. You just learn how to adapt to it, and just you know, and all. I ain't, I haven't had no problems over here. I hope I never do. But mm -hmm. I'm aware of the difference, basically. Yeah. Even though it's like a mile proximity difference, mm -hmm. it's different. <laughs> no, I, I I get that totally. Uh, just be yeah, being cognizant of your surroundings. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, I. I will, Easy Tiger is a really good spot. Oh, hell yeah. Me, me and my daughter love the ramen from there. The ramen yeah. is good. Oh, it's delicious. I love that place for sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, so you, you talked a little bit about um, your upbringing, like where you grew up over uh, in Milwaukee. So a uh, question I've been starting with a lot lately has been 
Um, so Darius, when you were a kid, uh, when you were little, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, <laughs> I wanted to be a lot of things, but I can't lie. When I was little, I wanted to be like three different things. So I used to love dinosaurs because I mm. fell in love with the movie Land Before Time. So I wanted to be a paleontologist. Sure. Uh, I wanted to be a ninja. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. I wanted to, I wanted to be a ninja and um, I wanted to be a dinosaur. <laughs> like that's what I wanted to be when I was a little kid. But right. as, I, as, as I got older, uh, when I was in high school, I used to want to be a lawyer. I was actually in this law program in high school. Uh, I ended up, I didn't go to college. I had a full ride scholarship to Alabama A&M, but I chose to stay in Milwaukee to be a father to my daughter. So, mm-hmm. um, man, uh, for me personally, you know, I grew as an artist and, you know, that's kind of what I am right now. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, got two, two businesses, fucking crazy yeah. you can think about. Um, I'm just a person, man. Like, yeah. to me, I'm just, I am, I am who I am, you know, at the end of the day. I try not to put myself in a box just because I grew up um, putting myself within a box of I am only this kid from the north side. So for me, I am whatever I choose to be. But when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a ninja, a paleontologist, and a T-Rex. <laughs> I bet you were, uh, I bet you were uh, making a ruckus in the yard uh, when you were little. Oh, man. Listen, not even in the yard, in the house. Like I was, I was <laughs> doing backflips and biting stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I, I get that for sure. Uh, you know, vivid imagination as a kid. Um, yeah. And we still got to hold on to, uh, you know, uh, a semblance of that as we get older, you know, to keep ourselves like creative and inspired all the time. And that's yeah. exactly what you do. Um, you know, being an artist, being an entrepreneur, you know, uh, having, you know, such broad ambition um so yeah it's it's it sounds like it definitely you came into your own just from like having a big imagination it sounds like yeah it was you know what I know we'll get to it it was more so of just having a big imagination and just understanding that you don't have to be what you expect people to make you be you know in a sense because for me uh living on the north side man I was in a uh I was in a nine-year relationship with my daughter's mom, had a child when I was fairly young. Cause like I said, I was going to college. I had a daughter when I was fairly young. And um, for me, it was more so after I left that relationship and moved away from the North side and came to the East side where I moved to River West. I used to live off, like off Pierce. Sure. Um, yeah, so I used to live off Pierce. And um, for me, that was my saving grace from getting away from the environment that I once stayed in and understanding like, man, it's more out here than just what I'm accustomed to, you know? So for me, my saving grace was just getting out of my own comfort zone and becoming the person that I wanted to become instead of being the person that I thought everybody wanted me to be. And for me, that was the difference, uh, me doing stuff different. Man, I went through a huge, 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 I was depressed uh, after I left that relationship. Think about it, nine years, you know, yeah. nine years, uh, not missing a day of my daughter's life so, until me and her separated. And now I'm missing days because, you know, trying to make that work at that time. Lucky enough, I'm super blessed that me and her have a great relationship and I don't miss a day at all. Now I have because, you know, when I had COVID. But, <laughs> but, but for the most part, my... um. For the most part, my saving grace was just 
being able to understand yourself beyond what you think you're supposed to be yeah. doing stuff differently and just um, understanding that it's okay to, to mess up. I can cuss, right? I can cuss, right? Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, listen, it's okay to fuck up. Like oh, it's yeah. straight up. It's, it's okay. You know, if you fuck up, it's a reason why you're fucking up and everything happens for a reason. Even if it's good, if it's bad, even if it's mediocre, everything is a learning, you know, it's a, it's some, it's something that you can learn from. And for me, it took a lot of trial and error, even to the point where I was on the verge of killing myself because I was super depressed. And that was my learning experience. Like, damn, you know, like I'm fucked up, you know, I'm fucked up and I need help. I need help and I need to do these things. One, so I can be a better father to my daughter and two, so I can be a better person to myself. So I can be a better individual for me. Hell and yeah. for me, that took me to so many different avenues. And I used to work at, uh, I hate to say this name. I used to work at After Gallery. So. Oh yeah. Are we, I, we used to have events there, man. I get it. <laughs> exactly. So I used to work at After Gallery. I used to be the um, creative director. So all the events and in all the stuff that we did, you know, I was my own brain power. And that place was a blessing and a curse just because all the bullshit that came after it. You know, I even told the person like, hey, bro, you know, like if I see you again, like I'm going to punch you in your face. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, that, that person owes a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. And so for me, to, I found that out later on, like when people would come to me like, hey, do you guys got our money? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He should have paid you. We just made $2,000 off of this event. He should be paying you. Mm -hmm. And that's when I left. Like, you know, hold on. But that helped me understand that I can do it by myself. Yeah. I can do it by myself. I can do anything that I want to do as long as I put myself in a perfect position to do it and so many other things. So man, I was just happy. Yeah. You know, just to move away from the north move away from the north side and 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 you know, see other things. I travel a lot, so for me to see other things, me getting outside of the box, uh all these different things that a child from the north side, you know, some people don't make it out. And I even remember one of my teachers in high school told me like, "Hey man, you, you know, he said it in a way like basically telling me I'm either going to be dead or in jail." So for me, I wish I can go back up to the school and say something to him or just punch him in the face. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. for the most but for the most part, like that's something terrible to tell a yeah. 10th grader. So for me, it's more so than just uh me getting out of my box or whatever it may be. It's just me coming to the understanding that you don't have to be what people tell you that you should be. Yeah. Yes, you're gonna exactly. mess up at times. Yes, you know, things are gonna get rough, but as long as you're doing the like doing things that personally benefit you and not and that's not harming anybody, you yep. know, there's so much good can just come from out of that because other people will see the stuff that you're doing. So, you know, I don't even remember what we were just talking about. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, no, I, everything you're saying is right on point. I'm uh, saying what I always tell people is find your village, you know, find your village, find the people that support you, even if it's somebody that you normally wouldn't talk to. Oh, sure, find yeah. your village because it literally takes a village, you know, to raise children. And in a sense, who we are inside, we're children. You know, we got to foster ourselves. We need to bring these positive people around us. We got to lose friends to, you know, sometimes yeah. you got to lose friends to, you know, to move up and everything. So what I always say to people, just find your village. Find the people that make you feel good. You know, yeah. find the people that make you feel good and want to make you do better. Or don't be the smartest person out of your crew. All these different sort of things. Find your village. Don't be afraid to step out of the box on. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody and be like, hey, yo, what's up? 
Like, I really like your work. You know, we should get together. All these different sort of things that sometimes in the generation that we live in, since we so much on the digital space and we don't want to give people the flowers that they deserve. You know what I mean? Sometimes for me, I, I reach out to somebody like, hey, I really like your stuff. Keep doing that. You know, I don't have no problem with doing that. You know, just because I wish somebody was saying that to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just try to look at it no different from that. You know, treat people how you want to be treated. If totally. You, if, yeah. If you think they stuff is good, you know, tell them, let them know. Yeah. You never know. Of course. It could be 30 people that's telling them like, hey, that shit suck. Yeah. But as long as you reaching out to them and telling them like, hey, that shit nice. Like, keep doing that. They're going to remember right. They're going to always keep that in their mind just to motivate, just to yeah. motivate, appreciate all this other type of stuff that, you know, that we as artists, we as people, we as people that want better for ourselves, people that want better for other people that we should hear. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Of course. It's this. That's so affirming. Um, and like, yeah, if, as long as like, you know, your intentions and your goals are honest and authentic and pure, and you're just kind to those around you, open-minded, yeah. like those, if you have all that in your toolkit, then you're going to meet some great people and you're going to get far and you're going to succeed. Yeah. And, and what you're saying, like, just knowing that you needed, like, you just needed a change and, um, mm. and you went after it, you know, that is, uh, that's a very radical act and, yeah. and it's, it's brave, you know, it's beautiful. And it's like, there's not a, a lot of people, that's the, that's the, uh, the stage that loses them is yeah. like, you know, they're, because it is by being an artist or by being somebody with like a creative endeavor, like that's, you know, there's, there's a huge level of vulnerability with that for yeah. sure. And that's the part or a lot of people, uh, you know, get a little afraid of, but yeah, um, yeah, man, um, I guess that's a good segue into, yeah, talking a little bit about, so uh, the Locals Gallery, um, mm -hmm. I would love to hear just a little bit about your sort of journey of uh, like um, founding this place, like how it all started and how, how yeah, just how it came to be. So how the Locals Gallery actually started, it started basically me and my good friend, Alvin. Um, Alvin, he works for NPS. He's actually the photographer for NPS. Cool. So me and Alvin, we both was working at uh, After Gallery at the time. And when we left, you know, we realized the things that was going on with uh, After Gallery, not just, we was able to bring a lot of artists and do all these different things for the city, you know, do all different sorts of events. One of my favorite events, was our college career night where we got all the college students in the city of Milwaukee from mm. uh, UWM, uh, Marquette, uh, MSOE, Myatt, all together in one space with all their professors. And we showed them how to curate an art space and they got to sell their own art. One artist sold her stuff, one of her items for $1,500. So that was big. So for me and him, we you know kind of got together. We was like, hey bro, like, I want to keep doing this. Like, don't, we can't, we shouldn't let dude that we was involved with fuck this up for us so like hey let's just go ahead and do this let's make this space for the, our community let's make this space for the people that don't have a space for themselves because one thing that we seen so i did a couple stuff with um the um, milwaukee art museum and uh, what i realized is that the milwaukee art museum kind of put a lot of their focus and money into bringing in talent but they never bring talent in within the city yeah so i've heard, I've heard that yeah so so me and him, you know, we just like, hey, like, 
let's do it. You know, let's let's do it. Once we we was in the Lincoln Warehouse building, mm-hmm. and um, we kind of got we was building stuff, built a bunch of partition walls, and um, so we was basically just using it like for photographers. If somebody wanted to have an event, anything, any type of art event, uh, figure drawing, whatever it may be, we have a space, and we have a space that one we allow for anybody. Yeah. You don't have to have a lot of money. We work with people's budgets. We don't charge people a lot. Do all these different things so people can have a space and they can create their own space and we can kind of show them, you know, how to do certain things. So for us, it was more so about having a space for the local community. So that's how we got the name, the locals yeah. gallery, because exactly what it is, is for the people around us, for the people Marky that look like me. Yeah. Milwaukee bread, not saying that we're not, you know, we, yeah, we'll bring people in and all these different sorts of things. But what we want to focus on is what we see every day. The local people that show support, the local people that's here all the time, the local people that's, you know, that we talk to on a daily basis. So for us, it was more so of that is just curating that for individuals, but then it kind of sucks because COVID happened. And since COVID happened, you know, we can't have that many people in the space. We really can't have an art event. We really can't do the stuff that we want to do that's going to gravitate a lot of different people inside of the space that it can be properly curated and not just like, oh, cool. And one night, five people came. Great. You know, we want to have an event where it's like people waiting outside to get in. That's what we want. So, you know, we can't fulfill that until COVID is over with. But, you know, we hanging in there. We still paying the bill. The bill ain't cheap. <laughs> we yeah. still pay, we still paying the bill because it's been times where I've thought to myself, I'm like, damn, man, I can be doing a lot of money with this rent that I'm paying for this space. Like, but you know, it's for the community. It's a lot of young people that uses it. Uh, we only charge thirty dollars an hour. You know, then most spaces charge about a hundred, two hundred dollars an hour to be inside of a space. And if you use it a couple times, we give you some hours for free. So for us, yeah, for photographers, whoever you are, if you're looking for a space that you just want to do something out of, or if you just like, hey, I want to paint in a free, you know, in a space that I just want to get out of my house or whatever. Hey, we got you. So for us, it was mainly, you know, for those college students and for those individuals that don't even know these things are out there. Because just like, you know, I said, like I was a child of the North Side. It ain't no art uh, stores on the North Side. None no art stores on the north side so for me it was like damn you know what can i do to try to help you know in some shape or form yes i would love to have the locals gallery on the north side but it's no adequate buildings that it can honestly go out go go out of and i really want to bring people into a space that's like it feels good like damn i'm not supposed to be here and i Mm -hmm. want people to come inside this space and feel like that like damn i'm not supposed to be here but i am instead of it being inside of a fucking back of a barbershop or mm. underground in a sweatshop, you know, something like that, you know, whatever it may be. So that's how we kind of started the Locals Gallery, just off off of opportunity and understanding of what the community need and the community meaning me, you, whoever it may be. So, and that's really what it is. We just want to show a lot of love for our Black, our trans, our queer, or whoever the people that, you know, that feel like they don't have a voice in this, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here for the people that don't have a voice. We're here for the people that need understanding and want understanding or feel like I can't reach out to none of these organizations because look who I am. You know, right. that's that's what we for. And even, or I don't have like X amount of like clout, you know? Yeah, clout, you know, I hate, I, ooh, I, I, 
I hate how clicky Milwaukee is, like, and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. And I try to, I try my hardest to stay out of it. I try my oh, yeah. hardest to be like, hey, I'm just trying to go back home to my family and play the video game. That's it. I can right. play what y'all trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so for me personally, um, that's that's what the locals gallery. That's how the local gallery start. What I say, it's just off um, understanding what us as a community needs. Yeah, dude, that's beautiful, uh, dude. Um, that's that's such a valuable resource um, for so many of the also very young. There's a lot of really young talent in Milwaukee. Like the youth mm-hmm. is, has uh, you know, has been doing such amazing things. You know, we've been finding um, from like having having these uh, organizations and spaces that really champion like that. You know, you don't have to be like you don't have to have like a ton of money like you don't have to be a certain age like you don't have to yeah like have you know this many followers to work with us like if you're dope you're dope and it goes yeah. back to that it goes back to you know just um the whole thing uh, about intentions earlier is mm-hmm. like you know just a lot of creatives from many different pockets of milwaukee like a lot of them need those exact resources such as yours because yeah they just they don't they don't see like a whole lot of like opportunity for themselves there or like in like in the in the uh cultural spotlight you know like the thing is like what i've found over the years of just you know getting to know people in the city and the different scenes is like there are a lot of great resources that are in fact here that are very like community oriented and artist centric that don't care a whole lot about money but it's yeah but what you're saying like and i agree is that like you know there's still kind of a hierarchy you know like there's still a lot that gets overlooked because it's like oh instead they're more focused on oh look at the new cool uh like street car in the fucking (laughs) in, in the downtown like I wanted to see more spotlight on spaces that, you know, can help creatives, um, especially creatives of marginalized communities, um, you know, feel like they can be a part of and feel like they can have a voice. And uh, because then in turn, if they see that, you know, there's opportunity and there's resources available, then, you know, they they can believe in themselves. And They can really yeah. see they can see that that joy and that potential in themselves. Like, hey, like we could really make something out of this. And Milwaukee's got such a gold mine of art, music, film, uh, painting, poets, like you name it, it's here. Yeah, I think the um, the only issue with that kind of stuff is is like the people that's the people that's running those type of places are people that don't live in the city of Milwaukee or people that's from the city of Milwaukee because I've been a part of those type of meetings and I have Zoom calls with those individuals and me, I get on there just how we talking right now with my grill in and everything. And I understand why a lot of stuff in the city is no represent, sometimes it is, but it's like when it is representation it's oversaturated of that one artist. It's yeah. not like, okay, let's spread that pie. Like, let's cut the pie up and give it to other individuals. Oh, it's not man. like that in the city of Milwaukee. I know, like, dude, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so it's like, hey, 
this artist is good. Let's keep using their stuff and don't give anybody else an opportunity to be on this page. And that's the problem with the city of Milwaukee. They too busy worrying about what's safe instead of taking that risk and be like, hey, let's do something different. And that's the that's the biggest you know issue with the city. It's like even you know if you ever been in New York, you see how in a sense New York is very dirty. Yeah, we we know it. New York is extremely dirty, but it has a lot of history with like graffiti everywhere. This, that, and the third, blah blah blah. It's it's places in the city of Milwaukee that's ran by old people that don't want any of that. You got to think about it. Even off of Brady, when they put up up down, those people was boycotting in front of it because they didn't want that there. Even though it, it is downtown, it is downtown. It is, you know, how do you expect a community to grow when the people in the community are not allowing that to grow? And these are taxpayers. These are the people that is a part of board meetings. These are people that are part of these community meetings that yes, it's a lot of stuff that wants to come to Milwaukee, but they won't do it if it don't benefit, benefit them. Think about it, we got a fucking ax throwing place down on the east side. Who yeah. the fuck throws axes? Like besides like people that fucking grew up in uh, Wausau or yeah. fucking yeah. Plymouth. Like yeah. I'm not gonna go there and fucking throw an ax. That's like, you know, it's, it's shit like that. Like even on fucking Brady, it's a honky tonk place. Who the fuck is, you know, that's not nobody from the city. That's, that that's caters to the, that caters to the college kids, you know, that yes. are here from, that yes. are here from like, you know, these, small towns outside and know, that like, is the problem because once these college kids graduate their interests and all this stuff leaves but it's still people like us that's like grounded here that we like hey man we don't fucking go to this shit you know right. like why the fuck is this here and that's the problem and a lot of places that unfortunately that me and you would love and that would thrive are all leaving right now because mm -hmm. of covid unfortunately because yes. they don't have that back and that's like when certain businesses are doing really good, like uh, Snack Boys or like Woofies, I fucking love Woofies. Oh yeah, love every love everything about Woofies, how they operate. Yeah. Like those are places that we need to support instead of these big chain places that come from, like I said, fucking Wausau, Plymouth, yeah. or whatever it is that honestly don't care about the better good of Milwaukee, because at the end of the day, Milwaukee would never be home for them. Right. It, it, yeah. it is a space that they go to when they like, I just want to feel part of the city. Yeah, fuck right. it. But it's yeah, like, exactly. But really it's like how like that's like how much of, of like Milwaukee culture and art and talent are you really getting if yeah. you only if you only check out, you know, the the spots popping up that are marketed to that specific young college area yeah. it's like dude like you can get such better more authentic tacos than going to fucking bel-air <laughs> like listen man don't please don't get me started on bel-air i hate when people are like hey you want some real authentic tacos let's go to bel-air like oh what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what man, I mean? go to dude go to like go to uh botanas or go to well, Tangeria yeah. Buena Vista, like go to there man. we go. Go to yeah, go to Mazurka's tacos. You can go to all these places that is not just uh Latino people working in a bag. Like, no, I don't want just Latino people working in a bag. Like, I want them to be a representation of their food, a representation right. of who's bringing it to me. Cause I'm pretty sure we even asked the people at Bel Air, like, hey. 
give me some history on this. They fucking wouldn't know. They're like, oh yeah, it's just fucking no, uh, it's a shrimp taco. Yeah, oh there, yeah. <laughs> you know, all that type of shit. So like for me, it's more so like that's the problem. Going back to what you're saying about playing it safe. It's like yeah. a lot of people, it's like they that's they've only ever really been there, you know, and so they don't and you know, like they because of their misunderstandings of just how like rich and wonderful and uh, you know, powerful, so much more of the city is. If you just go a couple blocks west, I have a goal of like trying, like right now I'm on a kick of like where I'm trying to try a new restaurant mm-hmm. every single week, you know, like okay. um, I have a little extra money now, you know, <laughs> the stimmy, you know. Like a, like a stimmy, okay. A little motherfucking stimmy. Uh, <laughs> yes. So yeah, you know, I just try to like Keep exploring, keep patronizing, you know, like th- that's the problem is there's such a bubble. It's so insular, like in like on the east side and in downtown and like the bougie, like third war shit. Like, like, yeah, there's cool places that pop up here and there, around, like over there. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to diss the entire sections of those of the city, but no one should be claiming Milwaukee as their city if they're afraid to go anywhere in Milwaukee. Thanks. Facts. But you know what? I don't even see it as dissing. It's more so like, hey, we literally just calling it as it is. You know what I mean? Like, we just calling it as it is. You know, for me, I want representation for the people that deserve it. And if we're going to talk about these places on the South Side that's been open, these mom and pops that's holding the walls, that's been open for 30 years, that's been serving the community, man, fuck Bel Air. Right. you know, it's it's for these it's for these uh mom and pop shops that's been thriving for the last thirty to forty years. Those are the people that I want these plaques to go to oh, because yeah. honestly, these plaques would mean something to them. For ballet, it's just another thing on the wall. It yep. honestly is. It's, it's another thing on the wall because I could imagine if um, let's just say um, coffee makes you black. If they won best breakfast in the city of Milwaukee, what would that mean for that business? that now they're in magazines. Now they're being shown in a Milwaukee magazine to those people that don't even know about Coffee Makes You Black or don't even know the area. That means a lot to that community. So if you, so the best, this is the best thing that I always do it. Whenever you looking at any of the stuff that be like uh, the best of, look at the proximity to whiteness. Where is it at? I'm just talking about all these other places that's normally, if you see all the places that normally wins best of, it's normally on the east side, Bayview, Wabatosa, and probably blue, uh, probably, um, uh, shit, what is it called? Uh, like Menominee Falls or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, right, the it's, suburbs. It's, yeah, suburbs. It's never anything that's on fucking 16th and Lincoln. It's never something that's on like 27th and Burleigh. It's never anything like that. Like even the, the dude that's there, I don't know if you know about the dude that's on Burleigh that sell pies. He's been there for about, oh. he made pastries. Um, and he's been there since my mom was a little kid when she grew up over there. Those are the people that you need to be showing respect to. Like, dude, they've been open for like 30, 40 years. Right. And yeah. you saying that they don't have the best whatever in the city if they've been open for 30 to 40 years? Like, you crazy. Dude, right. Literally. Like, look at the history and look at the impact it makes on its community. Like, every day, every year after year. Man, shout out to Ashley's Barbecue. That is yeah. one of the best barbecue spots if not the best in the whole city yes ashley barbecue is really good and shout out to uh big daddies um the one that oh, yeah yeah 
the that that one, Big Daddies and Daddies, the one that's on Twenty Seven and Wisconsin. Shout out, shout out, big shout out to Daddies. I, yeah. I, um, Ashley's a friend of mine, uh, Ashley Smith. So uh, yeah, beautiful voice, beautiful voice. Oh yeah, shout out to Anna, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I stopped in over there, um, and. It's fucking marvelous, dude. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't stop at the new one, but I heard the new one. Is oh yeah, one. yeah, same, same. But the other, but the other ones real good. Love they catfish. I like when they have, uh, they do lasagna. They uh, pork chops is real good. I'm big on pork chops. I even though I need to slow down on the swine, but <laughs> overall, it's 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 super good. But those are the places like that. Those homegrown, and these are like Milwaukee staples, like right. If somebody coming out of town, you fucking not gonna take them to Bel Air. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, let me let's go to the best, even like the best bars in the city of Milwaukee. People wouldn't even know about because majority of them low-key are hole in the walls. You know, yeah. those are the best places. Whenever I travel places, that's what I look for. Show me the hole in the wall place. Good, yeah, of course. I try to look at like the um simple like Google Maps sort of Yelp search. I'm like, yep. okay, what are like the really happening spots around here? Um yep. I'll yeah, a lot of times I just Google like best of this or best of that. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna eat anywhere that I could get while I'm here. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Unless unless like, you know, when I, when I was down in Texas, I had to try In and Out because I hadn't I hadn't tried it before in my life, and <laughs> so, okay. I didn't try it once. But but so, that's it's like the regional stuff. Like, yeah, I get it. If you want so I was recently, so I, I had in and out a lot of time. I've been in LA a lot. Uh, one of my best friends live in Arizona and I had in and out when I was in Arizona and I was fucking surprised. It's fucking uh, Culver's in Arizona. Mm. Yeah. And I was, I was and I was scared to have some of it. I'm like, eh, is it going to taste the same? The cheese curd's going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. The burger's going to be the same, but in and out is really good. But I would definitely say Culver's is better than in and out. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, if we have that, like Culver's is good enough, you know, for yeah. over here, you know, like, um, yeah. So no, I, I get, I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> I like about trying the new spots. Um, so like for me, that's why I like places like uh, Egg and Flour. I love Egg and Flour yeah, just I because it's, it's Milwaukee based. It's a small little place, even though they got the Bayview one now. But the original one is just super small. You go in there to get what you want. And like, those are the places that if you think, you know, I would take somebody there, like, hey, let's just go to Egg and Flowers, good pasta, this, that, and the third. Those are the places that, you know, that mean something to the city just because it's more than just like, you can feel invested when you spend your money there. When you oh, go yeah. to Bel Air or any of these other places, or, you know, if you go to, like, even right now, if you get coffee from uh, Collectivo, support the workers. I hope they do to get the union. I hope all of that. Yeah. I just, um, you know, you don't feel invested until you, like, you go to a place that's a small little place. Like, uh, what's the place off Brady? Brood. Brood. Also, I like Interval, too. Interval's I've never been there. What's that at? Oh, that's actually close to, uh, it's, it's off of Brady. It's, oh, okay. like, between Brady and Ogden. Oh, okay. Okay. I know what that's at. Okay. So like you feel more invested and you feel more willing to spend that extra money tip a little bit more when you know it's personally going to the workers or to whatever it may be. You know, when COVID wasn't here, you know, I used to love spending my time in Rochambeau and giving a tip like, hell yeah, you see the people, you know, you know them, 
they talk to you, they're friendly. It's a different type of community. Right. That's when I say find your village. You can totally. even do that at your local coffee shop. You know, when you got these big corporations that's running these businesses, it's hard to form a community because they ran like robots. They not ran right. like people. You know exactly. And yeah, we see it with there was just a, a union picket outside of Whole Foods last weekend. Oh, for uh, real? Are they gonna unionize? They're trying. I mean, because it's it was actually a protest uh, of the Amazon, like oh, okay. Because Whole Foods, Amazon, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You you can kind of sense when like you have an experience at a place when you're being served by a community versus a marketing opportunity. Yep. That's the bottom line, really. Yeah. So like with even with you saying that, so I remember um once I when I was out there protesting, leading all the protests, I remember um Collectivo was giving free coffee away to police officers. And then they put out uh some coffee that was like exclude like exclude in inclusion or something like that. Like yeah, you know, the inclusion blend or whatever. Like yeah, like just say it like don't say you know don't say that just put it out there say it it's those those people that just want the opportunity like oh you support black lives like come buy this coffee and that's for me that's the worst like you're profiting off of other people's struggles right. and for me that's you know that's the that's the worst part of capitalism <laughs> that's the worst part of these corporations that just sees it as an opportunity but won't call it for what it is if you know somebody like yourself that's actually in it for the right reason, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. It's those people that's like, I'm in it because it's hot right now. Right. It's, it's the performative. About. The performative. It's the performative, and I and I've realized after you know, organizing these protests and all this type of stuff, a lot of people's out there for just for performity. You know, all this different type yeah. of stuff, and it's sad. You know what I mean? It is, right. dude. A black square, like, come on, like that's. I'm talking about the people that posted that and did nothing else, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I unfollowed a lot of people just because of either they just posted that or like they didn't post anything at all. Like, you know, you being silent about the situation is just you saying like, I don't support it. And that's just how I look at it. You know, nothing else, nothing more. Ain't no problems that are like, hey bro, I still love you, but I just can't fuck with you like that. Like, hey. Yeah. It's my decision, you know. I just can't fuck with you like that, and right. um, that's just, you know, it is what it is. I don't feel no type of way about it, you know. If yeah. if you can't have that personal conversation with somebody about it, then apparently they wasn't your friend from the get go. Yeah. So, yeah, know, you, we we learn uh, true colors of a lot of people in this last. Oh year. hell yeah, hell yeah! It definitely put us in the front that hey, we have to support the people around us because one, with COVID, you don't know what people are going through, and I don't know if you've seen like I put some stuff together. The last summer, I did two things at Snack Boys. I did. Um, oh sure, yeah. I did the uh, plant sale just to raise money. We yeah. raised like over three thousand dollars, and then like in a matter of two to three hours, just oh, yeah. selling plants to get a mural up. And then I had another event, so I plan on keep doing stuff. I had another event where I just uh, got a bunch of people together that just did resale. That they're you know what they did is they sold you know their clothes, and I put that together. And everybody there, I think we had about six or seven people. Everybody made over $800 in a matter of like two to three hours. That's incredible. Holy you know, shit. so for me, wow. that was, you know, I want to keep doing it. It just happened. It got cold. I think the next week it, oh, it yeah. snowed. So like this summer, I plan on keep doing these things oh, and like doing like every other Sunday. So these yeah. people that, you know, 
that don't have a job, these servers, these whatever it may be that's struggling hard because, you know, that industry is, you know, is almost gone because of COVID. At least they have another way of making a profit and making money. And then, like, I didn't charge anybody anything. So like, I didn't make no money off of it. I just wanted to do it for people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it was, um, it was definitely beautiful just to, you know, just to do it, you know, just to do it for people, just to show people like, hey, you know, I may not um, be in the same position as you, but I still care regardless. You know, I still care. I'm here for you. And people still hit me up now. Like, hey, when are you going to do it again? Since it's warm out, like, just wait. I got, I got a lot of stuff uh, planned this summer that will be coming out, you know, bigger things that I plan on doing. So the opportunities is always there. And just, I like for people just to reach out to me with their ideas and to see how I can help get their ideas out there and understanding like, hey, I know a lot of people in the city. I know people that can honestly help you out. Hey, just reach out. And I'm a firm believer, like, hey, just reach out to people. What's the what's the worst somebody can tell you? No, you know, move on from it. What honestly helped me out with that? Is the book, uh, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, really helped me out, you know, understanding, like, you know, somebody tell you, no, you just move on, you just yeah. push on, you know? Totally. I've had to, same thing with uh, this show, you know, if someone's not trying to be on here, that's totally cool. It's not everyone's <laughs> thing, you know? Right. Like, it's and learning not to take that personally and whatnot. Yeah. Um, well, dude, uh, that's super exciting. Um, yeah, I very much look forward to seeing uh what you got in store in the next couple months here and, yeah, it, uh, it's gonna be good trust me yeah. it's gonna be oh good. yeah i know <laughs> so that's actually a good segue to talk about uh so we talked about the locals gallery um mm -hmm. yeah uh black space um yeah i'd love for you to share a little bit more about um what black space is how it started mm -hmm. that kind of thing uh so how black space started black so for what black space what should i start okay how black space started <laughs> um how black space started basically you know i was out there protesting all this summer and i found myself being um a little depressed the same type of depression i was feeling once uh i left my relationship from my uh, daughter's mom i was starting to feel the same and i had to tell myself like damn if I'm feeling like this, I can imagine that everybody else that's out there more than me is feeling the exact same. So that's when I reached out to Corey, Corey Fells, partner of Black Space, and um, Dr. Knox, uh, one of the a great therapists. And we decided to do Black Space, decided to do free group therapy for Black men, Black women, and LGBTQIA+, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's right. Okay, I always get it. I always feel like I missed something. Uh, <laughs> um, because you know I want to show like hey like I'm here you know like I'm here we all in this together and I think for me it just showed me over the summer was my first time when I was protesting me being able to be vulnerable in front of a full crowd like I said in an interview with Carson Daly like man I um I cried in front of the crowd in front of 5,000 people and for me it was liberating just to understand that, like, you don't have to be this hard black man. You don't have to be what people want you to be. You don't have to be whatever, you know, just because you're crying in front of them and that you're being vulnerable, it doesn't make you less as a man. It actually makes you a better man. You know what I mean? Oh. So for me doing that, and I was one of the only protest, <laughs> protest leaders, and it's sad to say, not the only protest leader. Let me say this, the only cis heterosexual black man protest leader that was out there 
rooting for the entire black community, mm. meaning like, you know, black trans, black queer, you yep. know, all these different things. The inclusion was there because a lot of the other black men that was out there was super, you know, hetero, you know, all these different sort of things, super machismo and all that other type of sure. stuff. So for me, it was more so like, hey, I want to help out the entire community. And for me, I never been to therapy. So for me, having black space, it was more so of like, hey, I know I need help. I know it's things that I need to talk about. I know it's things that I need to work on to make myself better. So with black space, it was just, you know, us getting it together and holding these free sessions for people. I like that word, free. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, <laughs> it's that free session that people can sit down and have a therapy experience. We try to call it instead of group therapy, just a therapy experience because it's supposed to show you what therapy can look like and what Certainly. therapy can be. So Dr. Knox brings papers of all different type of uh, therapists that are available, black men therapists, black women therapists, black queer mm -hmm. therapists, Latinx therapists oh, yeah. as well, because it's for black and brown, for the black and brown community. It's just to show the community like, hey, you know, it's okay if you haven't been to therapy. It's okay if you know that something is bothering you. Yeah. We just want you to get help. And for us, uh, black space has been a blessing, a lot of opportunities, uh, over a, you know abundance of opportunities. I'm talking about people donating money out of the ass and uh, all these different sort of things that uh, I'm super happy that has come. It's a little bit shocking just because it's a lot of people that's putting putting a lot of money towards what we're doing, sure. and. Um, it feels good just to understand that people are willing to put money to help other people get help because me and Corey and Dr. Knox, we're not making a dime off of this. This is for the community, you know, and all we want is for us to get, you know, people to donate money so we can constantly keep doing this. And um, what just happened a couple of days ago, uh, we're going to be probably going down to Texas and doing things for mental health awareness week in Texas, speaking to over like 300 to 400 people in Texas. So for us with Black Space, you know, it became your reality. And for me, it was more so just those positive things of like, man, if you think you can do it, just do it. You know what I mean? Cause that's, for me, Black Space was just an idea in my mind. Like, uh, man, I, you know, I wanna help out people and it worked out and we getting the people help. Uh, all of the sessions have been wonderful. The men's section has been our biggest one. It's when most people have come. Every single session I go to, because I go to the sessions myself, I cry in it. Uh, I talk to people, I tell people about my own experience. I'm very candid about things that I've been through and things that I'm personally struggling with because it's stuff that I realized that I was internalizing, like misogyny, these other things that I know like I can be better at and things that I want to be better at, not just for myself, for my daughter, for my partner, for my family, for my friends, all these different things. And I need to understand the only way of me getting better is getting help. So I want everybody that look like me, all my uh, my queer folks, all my, my black women, all my uh, brown folks, you know, to be able to get help and understanding that it's okay to seek help. It's nothing wrong with going to therapy and it don't make you crazy that you understand that you need help. It's just normalizing all of that. I mean, not normalizing the trauma and the bullshit that we go through. We go through stuff within our own cultures. We go through stuff that we normalize with the police. Just so, many, so much stuff that needs to be um, talked about and discussed um, so we can understand it. And it's 
you know, it's been, it's been everything. <laughs> that's, that's so beautiful, man. Like I, like I'm at a loss for words, like how amazing that is. Uh, yeah. That's, that's really precious, dude. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that it's been going so well that you've also personally like really like invested your own personal like <clears throat> uh like odyssey of like what you're working through you know you're you're actively like partaking in that like through the space like that's really wonderful too so is it kind of um the way it's structured is it like sort of like a check-in like safe space sort of thing so yeah it's a safe space lucky enough that um so we do all of our sessions at no studios no studios look out for us and that's what we do all of our sessions at um, you know they gladly let us have the space to do it um so what we try to do is is since we have to have it you know COVID friendly we just do about 12 to 15 people sitting circular with enough space around everybody so everybody can you know fill in and it's a super safe space and that was the point of uh, black and brown people, we don't have safe spaces for ourselves just to have these discussions and to be vulnerable. We always shoulder in the, um, the pains of everybody else, but we don't talk about our own pains and all these different sort of things that we normalize. And that's exactly what this is. Um, through my issues with depression, I normalized it. I just thought it was like, let me be candid. Um, when I was going through my personal depression, I thought depression was just something that white people just talked about. I didn't know it was a real thing until I personally went through it. It's like, damn, I'm fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for me, I don't want nobody to have to go through what I personally went through because I knew I was on the verge of killing myself and I don't want nobody to have to go through that or get to that point that they feel like that. So with these sessions, the people that do come, you know, always leave like, hey, I appreciate it. I thank you guys for doing this. And a lot of people that go, go there end up, you know, staying in contact with the people that's inside of the group and keep those discussions going. So we plan on doing another one pretty soon for mental, mental, mental wellness month. So we plan, it's a lot of stuff coming. I'm probably not even supposed to talk about it, but, <laughs> but but we got a lot of stuff going on, um, other stuff that we want to do with that. And I plan on doing some other stuff throughout the summer that kind of is dealing with mental health, but it's more so on a different you know, set. And uh, back now we back to plants. Now we can get back to plants. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so for me, um, having plants inside of the house really helped me with, um, with my personal mental health, just because if I know, say if I got a, um, a aloe or something like that, and I realize my aloe is dying, that shows me that I'm not taking care of it. So that means I'm not taking care of myself. So yeah. like with me watering the plants, with me just paying attention to them, playing music by them, that's, you know, my own sense of meditation in a sense. So, you know, with the protests, what kind of got me there was more so of me saying like, yeah, I'm out there fighting. I'm showing white people um, how they should, you know, treat us, but do I even know how to treat myself? You know what I mean? Do I even know how to treat my damn self? So with therapy, with having these plants, with paying attention to them, like paying attention to them, like, hey, it's a leaf dying. What do I need to do to fix this? No different from how I look at myself, like, hey, I'm kind of getting sad. Like, what do I need to do to fix this? You know, I'm feeling a little depressed. I need some space away from my friends. I need some space for myself. 
all these different things for me, it's all wrapped up in the plants that I have around the house. Uh, mm -hmm. My favorite plants, uh, plants that my daughter picked out, that my daughter loved, different things like that in my house is like all wrapped up in some form of like, this is who I am. So for me, having these plants, if I see all of my plants dying, like, okay, I know, I know I'm off balance because I'm not paying attention to them and they mean so much to me. So that's why I tell you, bro, get a plant, you know, just have one, you know, just have one by the window, you know, get you a pot though, so you can just keep in some water. So you don't have to worry about watering it. All it needs is just sun. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just let it grow. Let that vine grow and use that for as sure. a representation for yourself. Like, damn, you know, you get it at the beginning of the summer and you see what it looked like at the end of the summer and use that as a representation for yourself. Like, look where I was at and this is where I'm at now. You know what I mean? Like just how this plant is growing, my growth looks just like that. It's going to continuously keep growing. So for me, that's why I love plants. I am 100% a plant dad. Uh, I'm trying to be better at it. My girlfriend do take care of some of the plants back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. For the most I, part, you know, yeah. I, love having, I love having plants around and it just brings good energy in the house. Um, you get some spider plants that get rid of some of those toxins in the house, you yeah, know, sure. all that kind of stuff. Dude, oh yeah, maybe some, a little fragrant sometimes too, depending on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's man, that's so beautiful. Like, Starting with the plants, so a little background. Um, my so my parents owned a greenhouse growing up. Uh, so I grew up <clears throat> around plants oh, like, my whole life. Yeah, and um, you know, and my parents still, you know, mm. despite the fact that the small business failed. Um, uh, after a certain point, like, you know, they still are caretakers of a lot of different kinds of plants. Some of them are bigger than you and I pretty much like, you know, ingrained in their soul to like be taken care of this foliage. Yeah. Um, and, uh, because, you know, yeah, plants breathe too, you know, plants have feelings, uh, Definitely. growing up around that for so long it's made me start thinking about the things that I miss that, you know, my parents like kind of raised me with, um, that I kind of want to retain, you know, from what I was raised with. And part of that is plants. Uh, I also want to get a cat soon, but no, I, I, pre there's a, I definitely like have an affinity for just, you know, being a caretaker of things that are, that not only like grow and, uh, prosper but also dependent on you um and that ties exactly into yeah. what you're saying about how like it's the way your plants are feeling is a direct indication of how you are of how you're feeling because yeah, they are directly how because they're not going to feed themselves so um so yeah I, I think that's a great um safety net to have it's also just a great uh just something that you know keeps you close to your own soul yeah. um, everybody has those things that um that they use as far as like medication uh med medication and meditation Ooh, see yeah i did those words there um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um that they have you know some, some people have their dogs some people have their cats some people have you know yoga and for me, it's just happened to be like the plants in the house. They bring me a lot of joy and peace just to know my my place, my house looks like how I want it to look. You know, it's, you know, it is my home. So I want my home to feel home to people. 
So for me, when people come over, like, oh, I feel so homely yeah. in here. I'm like, yes, that oh, is yeah. what I curated in this space. So, you know, but just go for it. Go for it, bro. Get some yeah, for sure. I might get some, I might have to, uh, that's another thing we're going to follow up on. I might need some, uh, like, beginner tips. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to bring up is, uh, pertaining to black space like for one i i just i really appreciate like you you really like taking like what you felt you've had to hide for so long and applying it to such a like broad scale where mm -hmm. it's a public facing you know event slash resource for folks um uh black and brown folks yeah. uh i like that takes a lot of real true bravery and courage and uh, that's what I was going to actually what I forgot to say at the beginning of this when I was struggling. I remembered what I was going to say, and that is that I'm very proud of you for oh, overcoming yeah. your for overcoming your obstacles. Like yeah. I suffer from uh, mental health issues, too. And, um, you know, and I've been in therapy for like seven years now. And I think that like one of the biggest parts of like having of acknowledging your your mental health issues. I mean, that's a big step in and of itself. Yeah. But. Part of the healing process is exactly another thing that, you know, we've kind of danced around talking about, but it's a really big part of it is like holding yourself accountable, you yeah. know, for doing what you say you're going to do and taking care of yourself in the way like, you know, you deserve or the way you know you need. And, you know, like you said, like we all have made mistakes to, you know, at one point or another, and there's things we've had to learn the hard way and we've had, and there's a lot of pain that can get instilled from that. But part of it is like with the accountability process of like, Hey, I should have done better here. I should have done better there. Part of it is like, you know what, but I'm going to forgive myself just in a way, you know, you, you, you forgive your friend that one time, like they might've hurt you or upset you or let you down or the way you forgive you know, your, your family for not understanding you if, about something or just the way, yeah, just like the way, like, you know, you really have to let go of that negative emotion, you know, in order to just heal for yourself and to like move forward, like you got to forgive yourself for the shit that you're not proud of. And uh, that's been, it's hard. It's not fucking easy, but um yeah that's become yeah. like i feel like especially like especially this past year like every time i have therapy you know i try to check in i'm like am i doing what i say i'm gonna do like um you know just yeah part of like just the radical accountability i just i think that's a really big piece of it yeah that's uh shit that that's a <laughs> that's a huge piece you know the accountability for me was just the understanding that i need help like you know that some of the stuff that i'm going through or some of the stuff that i'm doing is not okay um that understanding that you want better for yourself and understanding that through relationships or whatever it may be that some people may not understand the progression that you're honestly on for yourself and understanding that it's okay to lose love or understand that it's okay to love people from a distance. This doesn't mean that you don't love them, but it's mean that you, you're willing to get, understand like it's hurting me 
more than it's hurting other people, but I need to learn how to do this. Like for me, I had to learn to love my own brother from a distance because me trying to expect him to be a particular person, he's not that person, you know? So I had to basically do that for myself. Like I'm not who I say I am. I am this person. This is the, the happy little boy that want to be a paleontologist, T-Rex ninja. This is who I am. I'm not this angry person that sometimes I can come off to be. I'm not a procrastinator. I'm not this. I am this. I'm able to make mistakes in my life. And the fact that I'm able to acknowledge the mistakes that I'm making makes me a better person. I'm just on a journey to be better. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with being on a journey to be better. Put it like this. You're on a boat sailing somewhere and you know you're going in the right direction. Does that take away of where you're going? No, but you can look back and see how far you came. You're not there yet, but you're almost there. That's how I look at it. I'm on a boat to where I need to be. I still got some ways to go. The, the, the tide is coming in. The waves is getting rough, but I'm still on this boat firm. I got food. I got happiness. I got my friends. I got my family and understanding that it's okay. You know, it's okay. It's going to be rough. I'm almost there. Literally. I'm almost there. Stay on that boat with me. You know what I mean? You got to tell your loved ones. You got to tell yourself. I try to look at myself in third person and be like, man, it's okay. You know, if you got to cry, cry. You know what I mean? If you got to, you know, you know, get mad at yourself, get mad. Don't ignore the emotions or the feelings that you're feeling right now because all you're going to do is like regret it later on. If you feel a particular way right now, be in that, you know, be in that moment. You know, I think us as men, we think we're less because we cry. We think we're less because we hurt. We think we're less because we love hard. We think we're less when we feel all these type of emotions, but that's just us being human. You know what I mean? That's it's right. just us being human at the end of the day. And for me, when I see other men, you know, going through stuff, somebody broke their heart and they actually going through it and they're crying. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's just a person that's going through the motions. Totally. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So all of that, man, like I'm over, like for me, I'm over like, you know, man shouldn't cry, boy shouldn't cry, this, that, and the third. Like, look, listen. I'll cry in front of you and I still beat your ass. <laughs> so like for me, that's yeah. not, totally. You know what I mean? Like for me, that's yeah, like that's how I look at it. It's just right. like, you know, that doesn't take away from who I am as a person. I am a person. I'm I'm eligible to cry. I'm eligible to feel how I want to feel. I'm, I'm all these sort of things, but I'm working on myself. You know, I'm trying to work on myself. As long as you ain't hurting nobody else or doing no super toxic shit. That's great. Just, you know, don't hurt nobody else on your voyage to be better. As soon as you start hurting somebody, you're a little narcissistic and all these different sort of things, you yeah. know, so. Totally. Accepting that, like, I'm not entitled to anyone's, like, forgiveness or anyone's time. If, like, they don't like me, they don't like me, you know, like, that's, that's life. That's it. That's, that's it. But yeah, that's keeping, cool. keeping that boat moving forward, you know, we didn't say that there weren't going to be some storms, yep. you know, it's going to be a stormy sea. Uh, there might be some really big uh, waves, obstacles along the way. But, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, if you have your friends, your family, you have, you know, some good food on board, you have some good music playing, like, and All of that, like yeah. yeah, right. Totally. Uh, and so, yeah. The journey is going to be faster, you know, when you have all these things around you that's able to support you. It's hard when you're on that boat by yourself. You know, right. that's the hard part. 
being on that boat by yourself. As soon as you find that community, you with these people that you love, the, the ride is going to be way more enjoyable because you're with people that care about you and that's there for you. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. And we really, like, learned to, like, really truly define that in this last year with quarantine, that's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. No one who's really riding with us. Um, so my last, uh, my last question is, uh, so in terms of like, just if folks want to get involved, um, I'd love to hear, I'd love if you want to share just like a little bit about with both like the locals gallery, if folks want to get involved right now, um, as well as with black space, you know, like, uh, yeah, what, what do people need to do, uh, if they want to learn more, get involved, that sort of thing. Um, well, with the locals gallery, uh, we haven't really done nothing, websites on it, but the Instagram, we deleted everything. So we're going to bring it back once COVID is back, just so we can feel like more involved and all this sort of stuff. But locals gallery is still open, um, for people that want to be involved, uh, rent the space or just, you know, shadow me and Alvin whenever we're doing stuff, you know, I shoot. Uh, film photography. I use a big ass film camera, medium format camera. Even if you're interested in that, hey, just you know, reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out. I'm not, you know, I'm gonna talk to you, and I'm gonna see what I can do to, you know, help you out. And uh, with Black Space, um, I feel like Black Space is gonna be expanding more. So I would expect, you know, if you uh, want to get involved, just reach out to. Um, so with us, with Black Space, we plan on taking this nationwide. Like we have plans for New York, Chicago, other places like that, um, that we plan on doing stuff in, in those cities pretty soon. But uh, I would say just reach out, reach out, and hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on Instagram. You can email me regardless of whatever you want to. That's the biggest thing. Just reach out. Um, reach out and show that you're interested. Um, you know, that's the only way that it's possible for it to happen or just to put it out there that you would be somebody that's uh, interested in doing something. So the biggest thing is just reaching out, you know, say what's up, like, hey, I seen, you know, you on Mr. Nice Guy, like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I really like blah, 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 whatever it may be. Uh, just reach out, you know, that's the biggest thing. Just reach out. Yo, simple as that, you know, power of the DM. Simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Jumping, jumping yeah. in the DMs. That's it. Oh yeah. oh yeah, for sure. Um, just like I did with you on uh, planning a nice guy podcast. Yep. Right? Oh yeah. And I, was, I remember when you hit me up. I was like, "You trying to do it today? We can yeah. do it." <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, I was like, "I'm planning my whole calendar type shit," you know. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I'm I'm really really fucking glad we got to do this man it was so great to like talk yeah, to you man, man. you and and dude i'm just i'm really glad you're here man i'm just like really glad that <laughs> you're doing beautiful things to impact your community and like uh it um yeah it's just very inspiring and uh i thank you thank you i, I appreciate it. i'm still i'm still not where i want to be i'm still on that boat but <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm almost there i feel like I, I feel like i'm almost there i want to do more art stuff. I feel like I've been, this quarantine, I've been pushed more towards helping other people out and entrepreneurships and stuff like that. But I plan on doing stuff with the city this summer uh, with art stuff. So it's going to be some stuff coming. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, I'm on my boat too, but I'm glad our boats could uh, link up today. Uh, so- Yes, 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 hell yeah. 
Yeah, so on our way out, I ask everyone the same two questions. Um, the first is, uh, Darius, what keeps you up at night? Okay. Um, oh, as far as like a bad thing? or <laughs> It could be good, it could be bad, just however you interpret it. Um, well, I think it's two, two things. What keeps me up at night, good and bad, is just if I'm being the best father for my daughter. I think that's what keeps me up at night, good and bad. You know, some days I feel like I'm the best. Some days I don't feel like I am the best. So for me, it's am I being the best father, the best friend, the best brother, the best everything, the best leader for my daughter. So for me, that's it. Um, that's Because that's good and bad. I just hope and I wish when she becomes my age that she can look back on me and she can talk to other people and say like, I, I really, you know, appreciate all the stuff that my dad did and everything like that. So for me, it's, I just want to be the best version of myself for her, you know, and that's the reason why I'm on my guide to, you know, with mental health and doing all these things, because I want her to be able to ask me questions that's, um, dealing with her becoming a woman and I don't want to just be like oh go talk to your mom that's that's the women problems I don't want to be that you know I want to be a present father I want to be a father every step of the way I want to do all the stuff the right way so for me that's what keeps me up at night just under me hoping and wondering if I'm the best version of myself for her for sure that's real man thank you for sharing that yeah, uh, the second question is, uh, what puts you to sleep? Oh, what, what puts me to sleep? Yeah. That's what you said? Yeah, yeah. Life, man, life. Life puts me to sleep, understanding that, like, man, I, I live the life, like, and I'm living it right now, and understanding that it was a point in my life that I was willing to take this away from myself and from my family, from my daughter, from my loved ones and everything. It's just life. Every day it has been a journey. Every day has been good. Every day has been bad. Uh, every day has been good and bad, but life puts me to sleep. You know, it's not enough hours in a day. It's not enough days in a week for me. Um, so life, I'm always busy and I'm blessed that I'm always busy. Yeah, like I said, man, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Um, Thanks for being on the show, dude. This was this was so much. It was fun, but it was also like real as fuck. And yeah. of course, uh, for everyone watching, uh, I'll be tagging the locals gallery. I'll be tagging Black Space, uh, so you can uh, yeah. check out all the neat stuff that Darius is up to here. Um, you know, it's he's got some great resources that uh, you know are very very important. So, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. As always, we'll see you next time. Yeah, 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 yeah.